today's Leading Women episode 412 with the wonderful Disha Peacock. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Disha Peacock. Disha Peacock is a local celebrity, author, and award-winning TV show producer and host. She is also a career development and lifestyle expert. Known for her eclectic style and helping others see the possibility within themselves, their homes, and personal style, Disha has helped hundreds of people find their sweet spot, a self-defined place of success and beauty. Her mission is to share the potential she sees in each client to help people tap into their own intuition by making life-transforming decisions that allow them to align with their higher purpose. Aside from her dream facilitation skills, Dishé is also the author of the first book that combines personal development and home decor, creating the style that you crave on a budget you can afford, a sweet spot guide to home decor. For more information, visit www.sweetspotstyle.com. Women of the world, Miss Dishé Peacock, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Dishé, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Sweet Spot Style. I love that name as well. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the what equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Awesome. Thank you. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind Niche? Sure. Yeah. Um, it's been a journey to get to where I am with my business. I feel like it's constantly morphing and um, I take a little bit different approach. So, um, you know, I come from this background of career development and, you know, if you go see your career counselor um, uh, in a college or whatever, they might give you a book and say, you know, here, look up these traits or take this test. And I just always felt like, you know, there's not going to be any answer for me in a book (laughs) or within any test. It's something that I'm going to have to dig down deep in my soul and my heart to figure out how I can best utilize my skills and, and my passions to help people. And so, you know, I think the best thing to do if you're, if you're starting a business and you're not exactly sure what you want to do is just to start exploring 
and, you know, take action towards what you think it is and then see what happens. You know, so I originally started off with a local TV show because I thought, well, that would be fun. I mean, I had a lot of ideas of what I might want to do. And I think that's where some people get stuck right there. Well, I have so many ideas. I don't know which one is the best one. I might choose the wrong one. And what if I choose one that's not good enough? And what about these other ones? And I say to that, you know, I was in the same position. I started a local TV show. And, you know, from that, I met people and I got experience and sort of from that experience led to the next thing, which was writing the book. And then after that, starting my own business and doing lifestyle coaching. And now I'm doing retreats. And so I think that each step you get closer. But the main thing is that you take a step and don't worry that it's the wrong step. Yes, I love that you shared that one with us. I love your story, how you came up with this idea, how you birthed it into what it is right now. And yes, it has been a theme here over and over at Today's Leading Women that you, it stems from, from taking action, doing something until you find what you really love doing, what you're passionate about doing, dig into those skills that you have, the passions that you have out there, um, and then keep doing because it, that, your action will lead you to another thing. And you never know that will be the biggest idea, business idea that you might have. Great idea, great story that Dishe D- shared with us. And that's how we birth into a great business idea that a lot of our listeners are uh, confused about or wanting to learn on how this uh, business idea comes about. So great that you shared that one with us. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? Well, I think what, excuse me, what inspires me is what gives me joy, you know? So I think that's the first question to ask, you know, what really gives me joy? And that's very different from the typical marketing approach that you may hear when you're starting a business. If you go see, you know, a traditional business um, coach, they may say, well, what does the market want? And for me, it's more about, well, what do I want to provide people? And in my personal life, I love to travel. I love to learn new things. I love to meet new, creative, like-minded women who inspire me. And so I just put myself in that position. So just to give you an example of what's inspiring me right now, excuse me, is that I just returned from facilitating my first international retreat in San Miguel de Allende. And um, I was with seven other creative, like-minded women who, you know, are in career transitions many of them starting their own businesses, many of them trying to figure out what their passions are and that kind of thing. Um, and the idea was it of about this retreat was to surround yourself in complete beauty, to upgrade your lifestyle and give you time in a beautiful place with no responsibilities to simply just think about what it is that you desire. And by putting myself in that position, I was also inspired. <laughs> because how can you not be in a beautiful place with fun women and gorgeous food and no dishes to wash? And, you know, we get really caught up in our day-to-day busy lives. And sometimes life just passes by. And it's like, then you stop and think, what am I doing? You know? So I think it's really important to just take time out, even for myself. Take time out your busy life and go somewhere beautiful place where you can have some quiet time and have hopefully a skill facilitator to help you really get in touch with what it is that you're supposed to be doing here. 
What an inspiration that one is. I mean, doing what gives you joy, doing what inspires you, what inspires you, doing something that you love and putting yourself in a place or an environment where, you know, you're surrounding yourself with beauty, just like what Dishay just shared with us. I can totally see that in my mind. I can envision it, how how beautiful the feeling is, how peaceful and relaxing that environment is because that really feeds our creativity, our focus, our productivity, our energy. Beautiful inspiration there. Love that you shared that one with us. So for our listeners out there, I highly encourage you to find that inspiration. Create a vision for yourself and for your business that will inspire you on a daily basis, that will move you forward to what it is that you want to achieve in your business and in your life. Because it's really important to have that inspiration so that you know that it will also give you it will also be your guide to going from where you are to where you want to go as you move forward. So great inspiration there. Love that. You share that one with us. But I'd love for you to touch on the qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur. Can you share our listeners what are some of your top three personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, I think the first thing is that not everybody is really cut out to be an entrepreneur. You really need to have some kind of drive and something that you really want to do. And so whether that's fueled by, you know, you want to help people or you want to make a change in the world or there's something out there that a bright idea that you've had, you know, being an entrepreneur, I I feel like I don't have any other choice. Like I have to, I can't stand a nine to five schedule. I can't, I really don't like people telling me what to do. You know, I'm just driven in that way. So even if I have to work longer hours or I don't actually mind staying up really late at night to do work that I love. And I think the reason that I, how you know if you're meant to be an entrepreneur is if you get energy from it. So for example, when I've, I've had so many jobs where I was miserable and, you know, I wasn't even working, you know, no more than 40 hours a week, but I would come home exhausted, have to take a nap, headaches and all that kind of stuff. But now that I'm doing my own thing and I'm in charge, I can work way more than I used to work and still have plenty of energy. So I think that's the first thing is like, do you have an entrepreneurial spirit, Um, which I definitely do. And I think the second thing is you have to be comfortable with a certain amount of risk. You know, so if you really love security and you need to have you need to know that you're going to get the same paycheck every two weeks, then probably being an entrepreneur is not for you. So for me, I'm okay with it. Um, I'm okay with a certain amount of risk. And, you know, uh, you have to invest in your business. Sometimes that means spending money on your business while you're making money. And you never, you don't know exactly what's going to happen. So, you know, you have to be comfortable with risk. And I am to a certain degree. And then I think the third thing is that you have to really believe in yourself. And you have to have confidence that what you're doing is aligned with your higher purpose. And if you can let go of your ego a little bit, And you can um, connect with that higher purpose and realize like, yeah, I am on this earth for a reason and this is what it is and actually not judge that and just say, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do and I'm going to do it and not worry about, you know, failure or worry what other people are going to think or, you know, all those things that you can worry about and just say, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to do and have the confidence to do it because people can see through that if you don't. And you're probably not going to be that successful. You have to believe in yourself if you're going to ask other people to believe in you. 
Wow, so entrepreneurial spirit, being comfortable taking risks, belief and confidence, great personal qualities and traits here that Dishe just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt these traits that uh, Dishe just shared, just shared with us. And I love how you um, explain how you dig deeper into each of them because I agree with your entrepreneurial spirit, having the drive, you know, what fuels you to be in business are you aligning your purpose or your values with your business? Are you being comfortable taking a risk? Because there are a lot of, I mean, being in business is a huge jump. I mean, you are taking risk into the unknown. Great personal qualities here that we can all adapt in our lives. So thanks for sharing. Yeah. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being and to get to those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, that's a great question. And there's definitely been a lot of ups and there's been challenges as well. And, you know, I'll share this story with you. Um, before I started my business, one year before I started my business, I knew it was time for me to quit my job. I was working full-time as a director of career development at a liberal arts college, and I actually liked my job. I wasn't one of these people who were like, ah, I hate my corporate job. I actually really liked my job. I was already working in my heart and purpose, but I just felt like I could expand and I could grow so much more if I was on my own. So um, I decided that I was going to take Marie Forleo's B-School and that's, you know, about a $2,000 investment. And I was also planning on um, writing a book, my book, which I knew was going to take me some time. I probably wasn't going to be earning money during that time. So I told my husband, you know, um, I'm going to be quitting my job soon and I'm going to need to invest in this business program that's around $2,000. And my husband's response was, oh, my God, we are going to lose everything. <laughs> We're going to lose everything. And I thought, wow, like, that's a different attitude than I have, you know. Um, and this is my husband. And so that's been a challenge, just, you know, having to, being able to believe in myself sometimes more than people really close to me and saying, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway because this is something that I really need to do and you're just going to have to trust me and have faith with me, you know. So kind of taking on that responsibility you know, not just for myself, but for also for my family. We have a mortgage, we have bills to pay. I have a, you know, eight-year-old daughter and we depend on our income. So what I decided to do was I decided to stay in my job for another year while I wrote my book. And um, during that time, I did take B school and, um, and I was able to show myself and also, you know, my family that I was capable um, of, being a great life coach and that kind of thing. And, um, and so I guess the point is that sometimes you have to sacrifice a little bit, but don't sacrifice the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? So I'm really glad that I did stay that extra year in work because, um, actually we needed that income while I was writing the book. You know, it was tiresome. I was tired because I was working a lot. I was mom and I was staying up late writing the book and, designing the book and the, all the photo shoots and 250 pictures and 
as well as, you know, figuring out my brand and designing the website and hiring people to help me and that kind of thing. So that was a challenge just getting started, you know, but let's see, I guess it's been close to two years now and I'm just strictly working for myself. Well, I guess it's been a year since I quit my job and I've been strictly working for myself, a year and three months. And we haven't lost anything. We haven't lost the house. <laughs> we haven't lost our car. All of our bills are paid. And I just took this fantastic, you know, luxury trip to Mexico where I was facilitating for a week. And I paid for my family to come with us. And so, I, you know, I think we're doing okay, you know, but um, that was a challenge in the beginning, the financial stress. Mm, I can totally resonate with this uh, challenges that you shared with us. I mean, when I I came also from a traditional background, I am a nurse by profession. So I, my family, you know, they feel that, especially my mom, she she thinks that you know being a nurse is the best in the world and I know I, I feel that way too but it wasn't giving me that flexibility the, to expand or to to express my creativity as well so I wanted to do something that I can control I had control of and like you there have been doubts um, it was a big leap for me it was a big jump um, but I like like what you've just shared with with us uh, here I've also did a uh, I kept my job until I was able to create income uh, um, that I was uh, that I was comfortable with and not being able to you know be a, a burden financially a burden to the family or like that so yeah for our listeners out there there's great lessons in what Disha just shared with us you know not being willing to to just give up on what it is that you want to do, what it is that you're passionate about, but find ways how to overcome it. And what if you have to stay on your job for just a few more months or a few years just to be able to finance your business and to meet the obligations that you have with the family, then do it. But know that it's not going to be the end of the end of it. So you have to keep persisting and then overcome this challenges. And the beauty of sharing our experiences and our challenges with each other, we learn from how we're able to overcome them. So that, for example, when these challenges happens to you, you now know how to deal with them, how to overcome them. Because Dishe just shared with us how she was able to overcome these challenges that she faced. So great lessons. Thanks for sharing that one with us. And I'd love for us to switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance mm -hmm. you know being a business owner myself maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life now the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance particularly if you have a family juggling many roles so in your life as an entrepreneur how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, I'm not sure if there's any perfect life balance solution. You know, for me, part of the reason that, that I, you know, started my own business was so that I could have flexibility to work when I wanted to. And actually, I'm the kind of person who, as I mentioned, I, I don't like the nine to five schedule. And to think that, you know, oh, Monday's coming and I have to get up and work nine to five. The dread of that would be actually worse than the actual getting up and going. <laughs> you know, so I don't want to spend my time dreading what I have to do next. And that's what I love about working from home is I really can work whenever I want to. You know, 
except when I have specific client calls and Skype calls and I have those scheduled in, but I don't do them back to back. I usually like to take time in between. And so the way I've structured my business is that, you know, I don't have to have that many clients. Um, But sometimes it gets, you know, there's points in my day or in my month or in my year where I'm really, really, really busy. Like, for example, when I just went to Mexico, you know, I was on for a week. I was leading people for, you know, every single day. I was waking up early. I was having breakfast with them. We would do activities. I was offering one-on-ones. And so, you know, that's all I was doing that week. But the week before that, I was on complete vacation with my family. We rented a beautiful place. Everything was done beforehand. I had already written out all my handouts and I had already designed all the workshops. And so I had vacation. And actually, you know, that's the beauty of creating the life that you crave. That's the beauty of creating your business. I thrive off sometimes really intense situations. You know, I used to be a medical interpreter. And I loved it because they gave me a beeper and they, they could call me anytime, day or night, and I wouldn't know when they were going to call me. And that would drive some people insane. Some people really need a schedule. But for me, I would just dread the schedule. So having that beeper, I would walk around, beep, 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 the middle of the night, there's an emergency. My adrenaline would be pumping and it's like, get up and go and help somebody. And that's kind of how it is with my business. And I thrive off that situation. So I sometimes really, really busy, really intense. Like when I went on my book tour, that was, you know, I think we did, I did 24, no, I did 12 cities in 24 days. That was like TV show, being on the news and doing TV interviews, speaking with magazines, um, being in the newspaper and doing 12 different events in different cities. And it was fine because I loved it. But when I came home, you know, I crashed out for about a week. I didn't really do anything. I didn't want to speak to anyone. Um, and that's just how I work. So that works for me. And everybody has to figure out, you know, what works best for them. Actually, I work really well at night. And so I get up in the morning. I get my daughter ready for school. I take her to school. Then I have the whole day by myself while my husband's at work to work on my business, to, you know, write website copy or, or work with clients one-on-one. But sometimes, honestly, do you know what I do? I take a nap because I'm sleepy. And I'll just take a nap right in the middle of the day. But at night, I'm a night owl. So I might work till 1 o'clock in the morning. So basically, I just sort of, I work when I want to. And it works out. Wow, great perspective on this uh, work-life balance that I'm sure a lot of our listeners, because I myself are challenged to it, but great tips there that Dishay just shared with us. I mean, taking advantage of that flexibility, owning your business affords you because we have that chance. We have that uh, flexibility. It's all about knowing how to use it to uh, for our advantage. And of course, to create a business around the kind of lifestyle that you want, what kind of lifestyle you want. And then get your, create your business around that to support that lifestyle that you want. And then, of course, we have to figure out what works for you because it's going to be different from each of us. Uh, maybe, like, for example, with this year, she is not a morning person. I'm not a morning person even either. I thrive in the, in the evenings, in the afternoon, in the way, way late in the afternoon. And then I take, then I sleep 
a long longer in the day and day, taking naps as well but that's what works for me so find what works for you like example with Dishay what works for her is like that but with you maybe it was different so find that flow when you are really on the flow find what works for you and then do that one be okay with it if you are not if you are not a morning person or if you're the other way around be okay with that as long as you are following what works for you I think that's the main thing here yes exactly all right now let's talk about success and what success mean to you your business appears to be financially doing quite well and where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life now we'd like to also say that success is a mindset i can have ten dollars in my pocket but my mind feels like a millionaire i feel great about myself and i'm moving forward the opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable so am i successful financially yes individually probably not so in your journey as an entrepreneur what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success well i think it goes back to what we were just talking around about around lifestyle you know so for me success is being able to be surrounded by beauty in my home and outside of my home you know so i love like i said i love international travel and I love to be in beautiful places, and I like to stay in luxury, beautiful places. So that's a benchmark for me. If I'm able to do that, and I am doing that now, and I, you know, I just got back, so, and I'll be going again. So to me, that that means a lot. And the other thing is around lifestyle, is that you know I'm a mom, and when I was a kid, my mom worked two jobs, and she was you know constantly busy, and I remember like. Sometimes I'd be in after-school programs and she'd be late. And it was just such a bummer. You know, I really hated it. And I thought, you know what? I want to, I, I don't want my daughter to have that experience. I want to be able to walk her to school every day, which I do, or drive her to school if it's really cold. And I want to pick her up from school every day. There's no after-school programs, no before-school programs or any of that junk. And, you know, that's just what's important to me and my values from my personal life experience. And like today, my daughter's home from school. She's sick. Yesterday, she was sick too. So, you know, if I had to go to, to a job, it would be really stressful. I'd have to call in or, you know, maybe my daughter would have to go to a babysitter or something. We don't have any extended family. So with this kind of work, you know, she's here. She's just, she's just here resting and I'm home with her. And that's really important to me. Um, so I feel like I'm as a mother, that makes me feel successful. And as a business owner that I've created that flexibility and that lifestyle, that makes me feel successful. And, you know, I think the other thing is that, you know, in the beginning, it's really hard. Um, and I haven't been, I haven't had to take work from other people. So I feel like I'm able to support myself. Just that I feel like is being successful. Um, and of course, you know, writing the book was a benchmark for me. I feel like that was definitely, it's definitely one of my calling cards of showing that I'm an expert, you know, having a published book out and it sold out within 20 days. And that made me feel like, you know, that was something that was, that people gravitated towards, you know, so there's so many, there's so many things, but you know, beyond the book and beyond the trips and all that, I, I really what I think is the most important thing is that, it's creating this lifestyle that I, that I desire and also just feeling like I'm doing the right thing. You know, I struggled for so many years trying to figure out 
what my career path was. Tried so many different professions. I've had 40 jobs in my life. And, you know, like I mentioned before, having the wrong ones, I had physical pain in my body. I had lacked energy. You know, I, I was told I was depressed. I'm not depressed. I was just working in the wrong jobs. So now that I have something that I feel super passionate about, I have all the energy I need. My pain in my neck is gone. And um, I just feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> that's, mm, yes, I, well, I mean, that's so important to me. Mm -hmm. I love what I'm hearing about what you've just shared with us. I mean, success is being surrounded by beauty inside and outside of your home, being able to live the kind of lifestyle that you want, being able to do the things that you love doing, be, not being in a career that you are miserable with. I mean, that is, I truly believe that's the essence of success when we're able to achieve that, when we're able to do what we love doing and being able to, and being paid at the same time doing what we love. Great perspective there. Now, I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past deche. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Well, what my first and second tip might be a little bit contradictory, but let me just tell you what they are. So my first tip is to really tune in to your own intuition. So I have this saying, be your own guru. So listening to yourself, listening to your heart, you know, I think deep down inside, we all have the answer. And sometimes we're looking outside and we're asking our friends and we're asking our mentors and we're asking all these people, reading all these books and we're trying to figure out what it is that we should do, which direction we should go in. But I think if we can just get quiet and really listen and ask for clarity from the higher powers that be and just know that you're going to make the right decision if you tune into your own heart. So I'd say that would be my number one piece of advice, you know, that has to do with, you know, just being self-aware and, you know, taking action according to your desires and your values. You can't go wrong, right? So that's number one. And number two, even though I said be your own guru, it is really helpful to follow in the footsteps of somebody who's been there and done that, right? So, you know, a business mentor, a coach, um, somebody who has proven success in their area and has also have proven success helping other people do what you want to do can be really valuable and it can boost you. Um, it can just help you grow faster. So for example, you know, I've, I'm a lifestyle coach, but I've hired other coaches to help me in my business. I've, and I've hired um, profit coaches to help me grow my business and grow my profit. And sometimes those investments have been quite big. Um, all, in the end, it's always up to you to reflect back and decide whether you want to take that advice. But you know, if you're, if, if they've done it, and they've been successful, chances are, you know, that if you follow their model, it's probably going to work for you too. 
Mm. Let's see. And then the third thing, the third thing I think would go back to, you know, just having faith, having faith that if you do follow your heart and you take action and you make an intention that um, that you're going to be successful. This this has to do with also having that positive attitude. Um, if you really believe that, and you can, and you don't give up, that's the thing. <laughs> you don't give up. Um, you're going to be successful. It's just a matter of time. It may not be on the timeline that you want. It may not happen as fast as you want. It may happen faster than you think. You don't know. Um, but you can't give up. You just have to. You just have to keep going being flexible with that, you know, maybe there's some tweaks here and there. Like, you know, I did the TV show that turned into a book that turned into a business. You know, I, I didn't really care what it was. I just wanted to be doing creative work that I love. Um, so I think that's probably more than three, but <laughs> no, I love those tips that we can all take action on today. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to really tune into your own intuition. Listen and ask for that inner guidance in you that would lead you to where you, what is your purpose? What is it you want to do? What you are passionate about? The second one is to follow the footsteps of somebody who've been there and done it. I cannot stress this enough. I mean, if it wasn't because of my mentor, Jean-Louis Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I'm really big on finding a mentor, finding or following the footsteps of somebody who've been so are successful or where, where they are, where you want to go. So be kind of stress that enough. And then the third one is to have faith that if you follow your heart and take action, like what Deshaie just shared with us, you will be successful. There is no other way. Follow your heart and take action, baby steps every day that will get you to where you want to go. Great tips there that we can all take action on today. So I'll make sure to have those on our show notes. Last but not the least, Deshay, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Well, um, you can always check out my book. It's called Create the Style You Crave on a Budget You Can Afford. You can get it anywhere in bookstores or on Amazon. And also, you know, checking out my page, I do lifestyle retreats where I help people get um, focused on very clear on, you know, what their desires are, making an intention around that, taking action steps and providing support. So basically it's taking, you know, your ideal dream um, all the way to reality. So that's what I focus on. And I work with people one-on-one and I work with people on retreats. So if that sounds cool, check out my website, send me a note. My website is sweetspotstyle.com hop on my email list I send out an email list every two weeks or so and give advice on you know how to do those things so that's a good way to get to know me and um, I'd love to I'd love to help you guys if, if that's something that you need or interested in Yes, that's sweetspotstyle.com. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now at www.sweetspotstyle.com. At least be on her newsletter so you can be updated on what she's putting out there. And of course, don't forget to pick up her book. It's available on her website and I'm sure it's on Amazon too, right? 
Yep, it's on Amazon. Well. Yes, yeah, so create the style you crave on a budget you can afford. It's available on her website, sweetspotstyle.com or on amazon.com. For listeners out there, I highly encourage you to go there now, sweetspotstyle.com. And if her products and services resonate with you, jump in. And of course, don't forget to pick up her book, Create the Style You Crave on a Budget You Can Afford. I'm sure we can all learn from what she's sharing in that book. Again, the link is www.sweetspotstyle.com. Deshay, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Mm, thank you so much. I wish you exactly the same. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two, click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.